Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello. Hello. Come on over. We're going to have a fun combo. Are we? <laughs> Can't guarantee. It's fun for us. It might not be fun for them. I mean, we hope. Of course. Like, no, I said we're going to have, like, we will have a fun conversation. Oh, yes. We've already recorded the conversation. We know it was fun. Yes. So, yes. Shit, don't doubt yourself. So, um, it is a interview podcast today with... I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Potentially old mate didn't. I very there. much did. It was very good. And it was around the time we were going to the races where we wanted to talk to this particular person. Both of us have been incredibly big uh, advocates of the app that this particular guest works for. Yes, the head of marketing mm-hmm. of Bumble. Bumble, the actual app, the, the real deal. The people that are running the world. They are absolutely... The Bumble team essentially are working on... A dating revolution, I think, for women, but have now branched out to a much bigger culture shift. I think they're doing some pretty incredible things. When they started to navigate through the best friend kind of catch-up stuff, and I remember seeing it on the app because at the time I was single and was very active on the app, uh, I thought to myself, these people have it made. They are women creating creating ways for for women, whether whatever that turns out to be. But I, you felt that there were chicks running the show. Absolutely. And we are, to, of course, talking about the chief brand officer of Bumble, Alex Williamson, um, who was in the country for a massive activation that Bumble Australia did throughout the Spring Racing Carnival in Melbourne. They were so visible. Whether you were going to the Bloody Bird Cage or you were just scrolling Instagram, there was a real sense of presence around what this brand is, mm. what they're trying to create mm. and what they will continue to create and invigorate. Because as we know, like, and we speak to Alex about this a fair bit, it's not just the dating side of the app, that there is this real kind of momentum behind them looking at the way things have been done and asking the question, well, why not? Bumble Business, Bumble BFF, Bumble Honey. These are all offshoots um, of a brand that are, are doing really bloody well incredible stuff and in a short amount of time we ask Alex about where the brand started how they operate and work now day to day what motivates her what motivates the team and where they see the future for women and networking and and what they want to be a part of you can find Alex Williamson on Instagram you can follow her um, at w-i-l-l-i-a-m-s-o-n I think I mentioned in the chat I don't know if it'll make the cut but she got her own name on an Instagram handle. I mean, she's just, what the hell? Like you can make, you, that's her entire handle. Like it's pretty impressive. Williamson. And she changed it because. Williamson. She, yeah, that's her surname, but that's her handle as well. Oh, See yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had, she's went through a divorce. So she 
got that recently. Oh, God. I mean, the odds. Who wasn't taking Williamson in the world? The universe you're is not, looking after you don't. You're not giving that any kind of excitement. I don't know. I'm not that excited. <laughs> okay. Enjoy the chat with Alex. <laughs> Alex Williamson, welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Thank you so much for having me. I was so glad that you're here. I feel like when when you introduce yourself and, and people say, oh, so Alex, what do you do with yourself or what do you do for work? And you answer with your job title, are people's reactions always the same? And is that, oh, wow. Well, what do you write on your passport thing? You know, if everyone has to figure out what it is in a very small <laughs> amount of letters. I doing that. It's so yes. hard. You, you know, I typically just write branding uh, on my passport or marketing um, and keep it very vague. But I'm Bumble's chief brand officer, and I think in the past year, you know, as Bumble has grown, it has been um, amazing to see the reactions because four years ago when we launched, I would work during the day and then go put on like a Bumble crop top essentially and get out and get people to download Bumble. And um, being on the, I'll tell you what's really surreal is being on the other side of the world and having the reaction like when i checked into the hotel um and the woman the receptionist saw that i worked for bumble she got so excited and that is just a (laughs) real feeling to be a part of building something that people like and respond to and and want to be involved in and have stories about and um all of that is really exciting and really humbling so let's go let's think about the it girls right so you've got Gossip Girl, like Blake Lively in that time. Obviously, you have kind of the Carrie Bradshaw back in the day. Right. And now even in Australia, I suppose it would be someone like Elle Ferguson or there's like It Girls. She, she Bumble not seems so lovely, the, by the way. Yes, yeah, she's a <laughs> stunning person as well, which is kind and of annoying, but uh, we, we adore her. She is um, so great and so is her sister, Lucy from Big Yes, we know Lucy. Yes, them. she's yeah, incredibly yeah. talented. She's such a – she's quite divine also. But Bumble seems to be the It Girl – when it comes to dating apps, it's very clear. And then furthermore from there, it seems to be the it girl in terms of technology and this movement amongst millennial women. How, as, as somebody that's been so um, integral to crafting the brand, what what are the key, I guess, focuses that you guys have back end to have us all feel like you guys are the it girl? You know, for us, it's been... We have, we've had a vision uh, since the beginning. And when Whitney came up with the concept of Bumble, she wanted to fix what she saw was broken in dating. And that was the fact that women have to wait for men to make the first move. And if like, God forbid, at that point four years ago, if a woman wanted to reach out first or had a great date and wanted to text the guy, it, it, there was a negative connotation to it, right? It, it immediately women were branded in in some ways as, I mean, horrible words being thrown around that they were desperate or there was something wrong with them for not like playing it cool or not being coy. And in Australia, in Australia, it's keen bean. Keen bean or despy, which you're right, is the worst. We have spoken about this only a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. It's the worst thing possible when you're single and you're dating to be branded with that because it's the worst it, I don't know. It feels crap. Despy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only that, why can't a woman go after what she wants? And and why can't you be the person who reaches out? And actually what we're finding and what we found over the past four years is that men really like women who are assertive. And I'm, I'm generalizing here, but that's the overwhelming response that we've received 
um, on, you know, from our users. And, um, and I think it's a good place for good guys to go as well. Um, I agree. Mm. Using the app and not being a massive fan of apps, and I was single for a very, very, very long time. It was five years. Um, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, but it, well, everybody would tell things, me it was yes. like everyone told me because I didn't. There was nobody coming home. There was no. He's my guy. It was just a real soul searching time. But a lot of fun dating. But apps, you know, up until the time Bumble came along, I wasn't the biggest fan. And then all of a sudden, I felt like there was this energy of different guys that sat on there because underlying of that very simple and I guess effective way of saying girls message first there's this kind of uh, filter of Mm. men that sign up to being interested in women that want to be that way and it was they're more progressive yeah yeah and that was like okay now you're talking now I can act because I'm a bit of, I'm a lot and I'm a lot of woman and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> so it was very hard to present that in an app and, and just almost like not have to explain myself. It was already there. It was already clear there's from totally, using that particular forum. There seems, I would totally agree with that. As somebody that's on Bumble regularly, I feel like there is a totally different Again, stereotype, but a totally different type of guy that's on Bumble v other dating apps. Was that was that um, I suppose a bit of a, a fallout or a, um, a a surprise or a nice thing that's come out of this real simple concept, Alex? And is that some of the feedback that you get from women? Right yeah, the so world? it is, and I think that you know it just gives women an opportunity to go after what they want without feeling shame for it and and for men it gives them an opportunity to sit back and you know because they from a a man's perspective as well you're talking about um i mean constantly having like think about when you're out at night and you're with the table of your girlfriends and when a poor like guy has to walk up and like men start a conversation or hit on one of the girls or whatever the case may be and if nobody is attracted to that guy then you're dealing with you know, that feeling of immediate rejection um, and having, you know, men yeah, having to peacock and, mm. and the competition that exists for men. And I think that that breeds a lot of rejection, breeds a lot of aggression and aggressive behavior. And um, and mm. so that the fact that the woman, like you match, so you know that you're both interested and then the woman makes the first move. And I think it's the first time for men that they aren't having to overexert themselves to get a woman's attention and where they can Mm. sit back and Mm. actually these relationships and these introductions are beginning in a much more respectful place because of it and so that's where the whole Mm. concept comes from it's it's easing up a bit and and leveling the playing field and giving men and women just the opportunity to meet without you know all of the pressure that's placed on them and i think that the for women you know it's it, it also is changing the dynamics in a way and allowing women to go after what they want, but also seeing from that other perspective. And I think it is breeding kinder dating. It's like knowing too how hard it is and how hard it can be to put yourself out there. And I think that that, that really is part of, you know, moving towards equality, which is our overall vision. You should mm, you should mm. suggest some of this to the US government, <laughs> right? this approach. Here, we've got this concept that just works. Just take out the word bumble it, yeah, and then just yeah. replace it with just like government yeah. and just see how you fare. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things could really, oh. could could benefit oh, in other parts we really of our are, society from that. Yeah, we're, we're living in a simple. really 
crazy and often disheartening time in the in the US. It's a weird it's a weird time. And I think, you know, it's different for you guys living in America, but I think that so breeds to everywhere else in, you know, our Western culture. You know, there's so much of a tone that's set in the US for everywhere else and it and it feeds into other areas. Particularly Australia. We're you very know, Americanized. What's interesting is that four years ago when we first launched, you keep in mind this is before um, our current president, this is before the Women's March or any, any the, the current uh, modern movement that is taking place. This was before Me Too and Time's Up, um, which is we're so grateful for all of these movements that are taking place and the fact that women are really banding together and, and you know, supporting one another. I think that it's helped so much with competition, but uh, the competitive nature that exists between women, which I could go on about because the what we wanted to end since the beginning is misogyny. And that takes place in so many different forms, right? You have like the the girl on girl competition is it, to us that's that's just rooted in, in the misogynist upbringing that we all exist in, and the aggressive male behavior, the feeling that men you know own women or entitled or entitled to women in dating, and you know all of that. These were all examples of things that are the women having to be housewives. All I mean, if you look at at what exists and what has existed for centuries. You know, that's what we really are. That's our overall vision. Um, but also we wanted to just make a place where good people can come together and we build out like a kinder infrastructure on the internet, right? It's it's creating, a, you know, building out a, a platform where people are encouraged and, and are inspired to be the best versions of themselves and to be nice to one another. And, you know, all of that, this has really coincided a lot with a lot of the social issues that are taking place right now, um, not only in the US, but around the world. And for us, it's just kind of getting back. Like we always stay grounded in what we believe in, which is really empowering women and empowering, uh, you know, empowering women in a way that, that creates equality and actually, you know, brings both women and men into the conversation and just allows people to be mm. good humans. I think there is this really interesting time and as you say, Alex, you know, what we consume online is our lives. Like it's it's no longer is it, okay, you have your separate social space and then you have the rest of your life it is so integrated with our work with the way that we connect with the way that we communicate with friends family the way that we meet the way that we date so it is totally a a massive part of our lives but I suppose there is this dialogue and conversation around um around this idea that you can be this different kind of person or that you know that the we're more connected that we've than we've ever been yet also incredibly disconnected because we get this false sense of um, connecting with people online when often it can be, I don't know, um, just an Instagram like and no more than that. So how do you feel about that? With the facade of people as well. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I suppose I sometimes sit in both camps whereby, especially when it comes to the dating thing, I think, you know what, I'd really just like to meet somebody in real life. I don't know. You know, I go through periods where I'm on Bumble a fair bit and then periods where I'm like, I've just got to get off this for a little bit because sometimes it's chats go nowhere and I'd prefer to meet somebody in real life. So those, can you talk to that a little bit? That I would recommend Bumble BFF. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I would I would recommend cultivating like friendship, you know, part of our, our platform that is so great for women to connect with one another build each other up yeah well 
Yeah, is that and is that where that was kind of born from? This idea that you know this is a platform for people to meet each other, to then create actual meaningful connections to then meet in in real life. It's not just this fickle kind of swipe left, swipe right like other dating apps. Absolutely. I mean, where else are you going to go to talk about your Bumble date matches? <laughs> I'm joking. That was a joke. <laughs> um, no, I think you know what's so invaluable is. I think that we're always in a place in our lives where we, you know, you can say like, oh, I have enough friends, but really like a friend could cancel on you last minute and that's at no fault of your friend. Life is just busy. And I think that we're all more, you know, entrepreneurial and doing things with our, you know, with our days and, and so much of our time is eaten up by life. Right. And it's, it's finding new people to, hang out with it's finding new people to get a drink with it's finding new people to be inspired by and that's really where bff came about is um you know and it and it exists for so many different times of your life right like women we go through life changes like some of your best friends could end up in relationships and you're still single and you want somebody to like go have a drink with or you know you're a new mom and maybe none of your friends have kids yet and and who are you going to relate to with like sleep deprivation of being a new mom, you know, I mean, it's, it's giving women the opportunity to really support one another um, that we've really loved uh, with BFF. And it's been actually, we've been on BFF, our team um, here in Melbourne, and there are so many women using that that side of our platform. And it's so exciting to see. Where have you noticed the BFF thrive across the world? Because I find that that idea really interesting as to which parts of our world, whether it's our country, yours or, or somewhere else, um, that are, I guess, looking for those more meaningful connections because you are right. We very much are in a space where I guess um, we're thriving for more conscious, meaningful relationships romantically. But there still is this real understanding that the mates you got when you were in high school is the ones you fight for the whole way through. And so many of us um, and so many people are very unfulfilled with their friendships and and very, um, very scared to be flexible and let things go, particularly when it comes to female friendships. Is there a particular part in the world that you've seen this rise or is it fairly, fairly evenly spread? It's fairly evenly spread. I think a lot of coastal cities in the U.S. have really responded to BFF. Um, even, I mean, Atlanta has, has been a huge uh, market for us. Interesting. Um, New York, L.A., San Francisco, places where it's very transient and people are constantly moving in and out for jobs. I mean, if you think about it, when you're in university, I mean, you meet friends there, you meet friends in high school, and then you graduate and you move on and, and life, it becomes so much more difficult to meet people. And I think going back to, you know, our vision to end misogyny, I mean, women, we're like quite, we're trained to not want to be friends with each other because we see each other as a mm. either competition for a job or for a relationship. And um, and on to- and on top of that, gross. sorry to interrupt, but on top of that, in Australia, <laughs> we're also not really supposed to put ourselves out there. Well, you know, it's it's a it's on it's another thing where it's like I feel like sometimes when you go to the states, everyone's so just puts it out there, and it's like a this is who I am. Whereas here, it's like way cooler Understated. to play it cool. Yeah, mm, you've got to pull mm. it back, pull it back, and that is that makes it even harder. I think. And y'all have this thing called tallest poppy syndrome, right? 
Oh, tall, tall poppy syndrome. Tall poppy Isn't syndrome. Isn't that so hilarious? Because we didn't, I didn't even realise that tall poppy syndrome was not a term that was used worldwide. Is that not something Never that you've... Never heard of it, Anton. Oh, well, it doesn't. God. It doesn't. You go overseas and you see it not happen. Like, it's so interesting... Um, that it is such a an Australianism. I never, but I never had any perspective. But I from, just thought, thought that that was something that everybody around the world knew that term or that kind of behaviour. From a female perspective, tall poppy syndrome is just then this double, you know, this double like issue because all of those things that you were saying earlier, Alex, then to add on top of that, that you're kind of uh, pegged down for owning your skills, owning your strengths, owning your vulnerabilities and saying... I've moved to a new city. I don't really have that many girlfriends here. Um, and we get this time and time and time again. Mm, how to make After six, seven mm-hmm, years, mm-hmm. what is the thing you want us to talk about? What is the thing you want us to do? What events do you want us to do? Every single time we have girls saying, we want events to make friends. It's it's incredible. Well, we need to offline about that for sure. <laughs> but um, because- Yeah, for <laughs> real. So it's like a team up or something. Yes, yeah. sure. um, but I can tell you this. And and not to impose on Australian uh, social customs and social norms, but my being over here now because I've been in Sydney and I've been in Melbourne and I keep hearing about tall poppy syndrome and I think that there is no better time than now to end that and I am determined like as a brand to end that for Australian women because to help mm. thank you well we thank need god because you just it's tough it, it is and it's and it is hard to have that real sense of self-worth and feel positive about your achievements when you're constantly kind of told that you're a wanker if you do and by your own you know families too it's like <laughs> what do you fucking mean you 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 lost your job the other day yeah. you can't be doing that way you know it's just constant and even you know in the industry yeah and in in the industry as a woman in media particularly it's been challenging because you try and have that strength essentially before before being shown it. You know, there's so many things we've done with the Thinker Girls that we haven't seen examples of Mm. because obviously we see it overseas but we haven't always seen a lot of it right in front of us because there is that fear um, of failure and that fear of owning who you are and then on top of that, you know, owning who you are as a woman is is, is a really double bit. Good on y'all, by the way. Good on you for for continuing to take risks and... and to move forward and building out your careers. Because I think that the more women who do it, the more normalized it is. Like we're such big believers that, you know, instead of fighting for a seat at the table, like build a bigger table because the more women are successful, the more, I mean, it just, you know, it, it breeds more for everybody. But it is that scarcity complex that you spoke to earlier, right? Where it's like, as a chick and not just in media, not just in dating, not just in work, but there is this idea that, there's only one job or only one man or only one, you know, two girl podcast that has ability to be successful. So you're kind of Isn't it a told. <laughs> it's such a you, it's but you such are. a myth. It's such a myth. Because bloody guess what? Like we can all just yeah. live happily, really. There there's enough. enough space. But it not just happily, it's better. It's better yes. when there's more of us. It's it's better we help each other and reach out to each other and it, they're all of a sudden, you know, advertising changes and culture starts to change and then things open up from that. Absolutely. There's demand. And so when there's demand for something, then advertisers come, money comes and poof, there you go.
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. really interesting over the last you know year and you've been at Bumble now for four years Alex I just feel like especially in the last six to twelve months here in in Sydney Australia particularly I'm just like what the fuck Bumble is everywhere like I'm on the back of buses you know Bumble biz I keep seeing so many targeted you know ads on, We're on my following socials you. Is it everywhere <laughs> or are we just the, looking at it I you know it when on... you just notice things yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like when you sell a car your car you see that car everywhere right. yeah that's what I'm thinking but, we, we're interested by it so maybe Oh, is it everywhere? Well, we've had so much growth in the past year um, in Australia and we mm. have an incredible team mm. here um, our, our country lead Michelle Battersby has just knocked it out of the park and um she's such an example of a woman who supports other women that's a big reason why i'm over here is because we're we're here to support all of their hard work um and it's just it's been so special to get to watch um and watch the response of australians to bumble Uh, as i was saying i mean just walking around and, and people knowing it or you know we'll go places we're always always wearing bumble merch and we'll go places and people will stop and smile and acknowledge bumble and um, it, it is exciting to see. It's, it's definitely a, it's, the cool place to be, though. It's such I think, a cool word, too. But I, bump, I know, <laughs> but I feel like there was a lot of there's been a lot of shame around like dating apps, like in the past, like and even still now. Well, you it's know, pretty like, too. Yeah, like it, it's like it feels nicer. There are other dating apps that I am on, but would I kind of scroll it pretty openly in public? Probably not. But Bumble, <laughs> I was just like with a mate at the supermarket the other day. She's like, "Lol, are you swiping on Bumble?" I'm like, "Well, yes, I am actually." Like, I don't feel 
ashamed by it. How do you go like on that I considering just... you're like shocking to write messages? What's so that? do you like swipe with a lot of people and then forget to write first? No, I'm incredibly, incredibly selective of the people that I swipe right on. Right. So if I you will invest, you will. There to, so the yeah. people that I, the few and far, they're few and far between, but they're people that I would absolutely follow through and go on a date with. I don't swipe right and think, oh, I might, and then decide later once we've chatted. Well, I mean, okay. if you're. Well, back if to you're, Alex. Yeah, back, yeah. back to you. It is if your match expires, <laughs> no, you can always use Bumble Boost and, uh, and, and essentially buy back matches. Um, or see. Well, I didn't even realise that you could do the shaky thing. The yeah, backtrack the back. Thing. Amazing. You, backtrack. But you only get a certain few, Yeah, don't but you? I didn't realise. I was like, oh, fuck, I've, this guy's super cute and blah, blah, blah. And I've accidentally. Worst I, feeling ever. Oh, and I was like, yeah, just empty inside. She's like, shake your phone. You get three a day. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. It was like such a revelation. I'm like, do these like, I hope they don't expire because if so, I would have like about a thousand shakes. <laughs> it is the best feeling ever so to in- shake somebody back, actually. It's just like such a great, it's not, it's not really a in more ways than one. Phones. More ways than one, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's not, that's not something you commonly do with your phone and being able to like, you know, kind of move and and have somebody reappear on your screen is very gratifying. Yeah. Shaking back to life. Especially when you feel like you haven't, there's, you know, it's been, it's been a few hours before you've seen somebody that you're into and then you're like, ah! Can confirm, did a shake and guess what? Boom, it was a match. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. isn't that the best when you shake somebody back and then you match with them? It's so quickly too. An instance. Excellent. You're like, (laughs) how long have you been waiting there? (laughs) So Alex, talk to us about, I suppose it seems like Bumble is like this, I don't know, a little force to be reckoned with. And I don't say the word little to be condescending. I mean, just there's this kind of energy that's like this really lovely, um, how do I explain it? This, when I say little, it's like this little girl dream. You know, there's like these, this kind of real power behind this um, feminine energy. I was, I was just in the water with my girlfriend on the weekend, and my husband said to me as I came out, and she left. He was like, "You and you and Sky, my friend, you talk like you're eight years old. You actually do not stop talking over each other, but then you're both forces to be reckoned with." you know like she's incredibly intelligent and the things that we're talking about are like American politics how we can activate websites like all these kinds of things but we're like I feel like Bumble is that essence like there's this real I know it's a long a long way to get back to it but there's this real essence to it that's kind of this real feminine little girl energy which is flirty and fun but with power does that make sense I'm laughing because I, I came up with the voice of Bumble and it just makes me laugh to hear you describe it as a little girl feminine energy. Um, I think that, um, you know, what we were determined to do is to build out a business in a different way. Um, And there's, we also, there are so many things, a part of misogyny, like you can be a feminist and still be feminine. And I think that, that the past like two, three years have really proven that, but we, we do want um, to be able to be single and excited about dating and excited about, you know, like what you wear on a date and all of that is okay. You know, that doesn't make you any... But that's what, and that's what I mean by that little girl energy. I don't, and that's why I went to kind of almost correct myself because it did, I didn't want it to sound like it wasn't powerful. It's interesting how you then second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. But the feeling is that, the feeling of that flirty, dreamy, inspired younger soul that sometimes seems to fade off with the way that we're um I guess I would actually and I 
would argue and, and to your point say that vulnerability and enthusiasm are two of the most powerful qualities that a person can have. We, and I completely, and I do totally. completely agree with you. I, I think it's, I, I might have not explained it as clearly, but that's, I think that energy is powerful. I think, but we it's go. It's infectious. That's right. Mm. And when we go mm. and it's sprightly and bubbly and chatty and all these kinds of things that we're told that are almost little girl type, they can't be brought into the boardroom. That's, I think it's actually not the case at all. Mm. But I think when you go to explain that energy, when I was saying that little girl feeling. It doesn't feel powerful. No, that's why I was like overcompensating to say, I mean that it is. Mm. It is incredibly powerful. But with that sprightly energy, with that power, with that trying to shift the way that we see that and seeing the power in and the courage in vulnerability, as Brene Brown says, what, what do you guys wish to have over the next five years in terms of a shift with your products and, and in, on, on, our, on our culture? It hasn't taken, relatively speaking, I mean, we're at, what, 41 million users um, globally and that's in four years. So, I mean, it's it's people have really responded well to Bumble. Um, but even then, I mean, so back to the, like the energy, the feminine energy behind it. I mean, at that point, we just decided there were four of us when we launched and we decided to move forward um, with a voice that resonated with women because that's who we were trying to re- recruit to be part, a part of the platform. And um, and so it was talking about dating and talking about relationships mm-hmm. and talking about being mm-hmm. a single woman. Um, and that's really where the energy came from is that sort of devil may care attitude and sense of humor that came along with our brand um, that, you know, it also wasn't something that people were doing at the time, but in order to break through and, you know, create a brand and a platform that people felt safe with, they had to be able to feel and relate to the women who were behind the platform. So we were not, we yeah. didn't I love that. We you were. can hear, you can hear in, well, you can hear in your voice that, you know, when you say the voice of Bumble, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a woman, like I can, uh, you, the way that you describe this voice, it, it almost is like it's taken on a personality. It did, it's yeah. It's yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, I, it, it's got a nice vibe to thank it. Thank you. Um, it's it's something that from the beginning it was, it, that voice was something that, that was so much fun to really pull from the the four of us who were, you know, launching the product and and gathering it from our personal experiences and then, as our company has grown, as our brand has grown, as our user base has grown, it's being, it's bringing in different voices into the conversation and um, and learning about different women's experiences uh, in in relationships and in friendship and in business, um, and then really you know helping build out a, a voice or multiple voices that people really relate to and identify with and feel. Like they are seen and heard by our platform. Yeah, and also, you know, a, fl- a real safe way to be f- that flirty and have fun. I think yeah, often we, yeah, often yeah. we've lost. You know, it yeah. can get pretty intense when it comes to putting yourself out there. But there is a, a real energy, especially with the events and different things that you do. That we can also have a laugh and enjoy mm. ourselves. And I think yeah, <laughs> but it can um, be fun. Yeah, it's yeah. we miss that a yeah. lot. Um, I mean, can Alex, you imagine life without laughter? It'd be, it'd be like just dating in, in and of itself, there's so much comedy in it, right? I mean, it, 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Is there ever? Oh, far out. Yeah. I think it was. And you the, have to be able to laugh at yourself. It was the launch of my career. Like, that was what my entire lot of radio content was. It was what I, like, had 100% lent on because All your dating story after story after story after story after it's story. It's just such an interesting cross section of people like when else it's are you, exciting but when else are you meeting and getting to know pretty intimately pretty quickly that many people with mm. that many different mm. stories backgrounds weird random you know um experiences with it throws you amongst yeah. it oh you're it amongst doesn't it. it you're amongst oh, it alex it's been really super interesting to talk to you and um, we can follow you personally um williamson w-i-l-l-a-m-s-o-n incredible that you got that handle i mean round of applause for that. like seriously your actual name no dots no underscores no like 1995 under it incredible very good i actually got that handle um i got divorced earlier this year and it was sort of this take back my last name um feeling that was very empowering for me <laughs> so, and then it was available this year too oh, yes. Maybe. yes so i really appreciate wow the universe really opened up for you <laughs> you owned it and then it was like not only are you going to own this girl but you're going to get an instagram handle with it like this Sans is like underscore so it's going to be a fish yes. representing the, the entire the williamson population yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, of course, you can download the Bumble app, um, and and you know it's it's a really great way, as we were saying, yeah. for you to to take control of the way you want to date, but also potentially if you're looking to make some new mates. Um, so, Alex, it's been delightful, really intriguing and insightful, and just uh, fun. Thanks. Thank so much you for so much us. for having me. It was so so fun to talk with you all, and such a joy. So, I really appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your afternoon. conversation with us we are never off our phones you can find us on instagram facebook or perhaps head to the website for a stack of articles different content all kinds of interviews at thethinkergirls.com.au this podcast is presented by stacy june and christy mercer it's also produced by me stacy june and produced and edited by jordan lott Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.